Amen. Praise Him. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise Him. Why are you responding as though when Jesus died, He did not rise again? If your Jesus is indeed alive, let me hear you. Praise Him. Jesus is alive. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord. Shall we be on our feet? This is our resurrection Sunday service. It is a time to celebrate the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is a time to tell the enemy that when he talks, he was sparing our Lord Jesus Christ. He didn't know. Little did he know that Jesus Christ is coming to redeem us. So when Jesus rose from the dead, he brought us back to life. Lift up your hands towards heaven and begin to worship his name. This morning, begin to bless his name in the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord, we thank you this morning. Lord, we bless your name. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we bless your name. We bless your name. Yes, Lord, we thank you for the victory you have given us over death. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for the victory you have given us over sicknesses, over diseases. In the name of Jesus, through your resurrection, we have victory over sickness, we have victory over death. We bless your name this morning in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and begin to worship the Lord. Worship Him in the name of Jesus. Acknowledge Him for the good things He has done in your life. In the name of Jesus. Shabala, 
in Jesus' name have we prayed. Amen. 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 Wave your hands to the Lord. Give your hands to Him. Give Him a wave of praise. Give Him a wave of praise. Give Him a wave of praise. Give Amen. Amen. Praise Him. Jesus is alive. This is our resurrection Sunday service. Amen. Amen. And on behalf of our Father, the Bishop, I welcome all of you specially to this morning's resurrection Sunday service. Amen. Amen. I welcome all of you specially. May I announce to you that today, by the time you live here, anything that is dead in your life will resurrect in your life. Amen. Amen. Anything that is dead in your life shall receive life this morning. The Bible says, if the spirit of he that raised Christ from the dead if that same spirit dwells in you, he shall vitalize and quicken and bring back to life your mortal bodies. And yes, the spirit of God has brought Jesus Christ back to life. And that same spirit will bring back to life everything that is dead in your life. Amen. Amen. Is it your health that is dead? Is it your health that is deteriorating? Is it your business that is dying? The same spirit that brought Jesus Christ from the dead will bring life to everything that concerns you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. This morning, I bring you special greetings from my father. And the message he has given me to be given to you. I bring to you this morning. Amen. Amen. Lift up your hands. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank you this morning. Amen. And we bless your name. We give you praise this morning. We thank you for the life that you have given us. We thank you for your goodness over evil in our lives. Yes, Lord. We thank you for showing us mercy this morning. Jesus. We thank you for demonstrating your love towards us. Yes, Lord. In that while we were yet sinners, you sent for your son to come and die for us. Yes, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Amen. We thank you, Lord. Amen. We thank you, Lord. Amen. For your love that you have deposited in our hearts. Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We are gathered unto you this morning, O Lord. Yes, Lord. May we be taught by your spirit this morning. Amen. Our hearts are lifted to you this morning. Yes, Lord. Let every stony heart be turned into a heart of flesh. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. For your word is like a hammer that breaks the rock into pieces. Jesus. Your word is like a fire that consumes every chaff. Yes, Lord. As your word comes to us this morning. Jesus. Every stony heart may be broken down into a heart of flesh. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Every chaff in our 
our lives yes, may be bent into ashes Amen. in the name of Jesus Amen. Christ. And as your word comes to us this morning, Jesus. anything that is dead in our life may receive life in the name of Jesus. Amen. We thank you, Lord. We bless you. Yes. May your word bring light into our being. Amen. May it bring light into every darkness in our life. Amen. In the name of Jesus. We thank you this morning. Amen. Amen. One more sem. One more sem. Turn your Bibles with me to the book of Matthew chapter 28. From the verse 1 to the 5th verses. Matthew 28 verse 1 to 5. Amen. Amen. Where are your Bibles? May I see your Bibles? Wave your Bibles to the Lord. Say, I love my Bible. Amen. Amen. Matthew chapter 28 from verse 1. In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulchre. And behold, there was a great earthquake. For the angel of the Lord had descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. And for fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not ye, for I know that ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. The angel of the Lord said unto the women, He said, Fear not, for I know ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. Which was crucified. Now, when they buried Jesus Christ, prior to his crucifixion, Jesus had told the people, He said, I will pull down this building and I will raise it in three days. And he spoke in parable. Telling them that when he dies, he will resurrect on the third day. So after he was buried, the high priest and the Roman soldiers came to their minds that this is what Jesus has said. Now remember they had described Jesus as a liar. And so they told the soldiers that this liar that is dead he said he will rise on the third day. Let us go and keep guard over the door of the tomb. Let his disciples come and steal his body away. And so the Roman soldiers were guarding the tomb. And the Bible says, on the third day, an angel from heaven came down to roll back the stone. I said there was a great earthquake. And the soldiers that were keeping guard over the tomb, he said they quaked. And they fell as dead men. But when the women 
So Mano, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, Mary Magdalene, Mary Abakono, when they came to the tomb and they saw the angel, the angel said unto them, He said, Fear not, for I know ye seek Jesus, which was crucified. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise him. Jesus is alive. Today, my message. That our Father has given me is titled Matuno from the cross to the grave to the rise. Now, sorry, from the cross to the grave to the rise. Jesus came. He was crucified. He went to the grave and he rose again. He rose again. He brought victory unto us. And so this morning, before we finish, we would understand what happened on the cross to the grave and to the rise. And we will see some revelations from the cross and the resurrection. And we will understand the power of his resurrection and how to walk in the reality of the resurrection. Amen. Amen. John chapter 1 verse 29. On the cross, the Lord laid the iniquities of men upon Jesus Christ. The iniquities of this world were laid on Jesus Christ. John chapter 1 verse 29 said, The next day, John seeth Jesus coming unto him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God which taketh away the sins of the world. He says, Behold, the Lamb of God which taketh away the sins of the world. So Jesus Christ came to take away the sins of the world. And so God laid the sins of the world. The totality of the sins of the world were laid upon him on the cross. Isaiah chapter 53 from verse 4 to 6 Surely he has borne our griefs, our grief of depression, our grief of weaknesses, our grief of sicknesses, and carried our sorrow, the sorrow of the pain of the punishment that would have come upon us. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. So one, when Jesus Christ was on the cross, God laid the sins of the world upon him. And so the Bible says, though he knew no sin, he knew no sin. He became sin. That through his sin we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. And so Jesus Christ was not a sinner. 
The Bible says there was no blemish in him. He said he was without blemish. He was without spot. But the sins of the world were laid upon him. And so he became the sin of the world. He did not become a sinner. He became the object of sin. God laid our sins upon him. He said he was bruised for our iniquities. He was wounded for our transgressions. The chastisements of our peace were laid upon him. And the iniquities of the world was laid on him. And so on the cross, one, God laid the sins of the world upon him. When the high priest handed Jesus over for crucifixion, he was doing his work because Christ was both the scapegoat and the lamb of sacrifice. And so in the Old Testament, there was the scapegoat and there was the, the, the goat or the lamb or the cow that was used for the burnt offering. Jesus was both the scapegoat and the lamb of sacrifice. And so he was sacrificed for our sins. Amen. Amen. Two. The father looked away from the son and became separated from his son once he had become united with the saints of the world. On the cross, God was separated from Jesus Christ because Jesus Christ had become sin. The Bible says God cannot behold sin. God cannot behold sin. And so on the cross, Jesus Christ was separated from God because he has borne the sins of the world. He carried the sins of the world upon him and he was laid on the cross. And so he was separated from God. Amen. Matthew chapter 27 verse 45 and 46. He said, now from the sixth hour, there was darkness over, over the land unto the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. That is to say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? On the cross, Jesus Christ was separated from the Father. For once, he was separated from the Father. Because he had come into contact, he had come into unity with sin, the sin of the world. He had become the sin of the world. And so he was separated from the Father. And so he cried out to the Father, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? That was the moment he needed the Father the most. the Father looked away from him. Because he could not behold sin. Because his eyes are so pure that he cannot behold sin. In Habakkuk chapter 1 verse 13, it says, Thou art pure eyes than to behold evil and canst look upon iniquity. Wherefore lookest thou upon them that deal treacherously and holdest thy tongue when the wicked devoureth the man that is more righteous than it. 
God cannot behold sin. He cannot behold iniquity. That is why when you sin, it is as though God has forsaken you. Because your sins transgressions have separated you from God. It is not God that separated himself from you. But your sin has become like a veil that separates you from the, the love of the Father. And so you see that you begin to run away from the Father. But that is the moment he needs you more. That is the moment you need to run to him and surrender to him. Amen. Amen. He says the hand of the Lord is not too short. His hand is not shortened that he cannot save you. Neither are his ears heavy that he cannot hear you. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God. And your sins have hid his face from you. That he will not hear. So when you cry to the Father and he doesn't hear you, look within you. Examine yourself. Examine yourself. What sin has laid hold over you? Amen. Amen. We are looking at what happened on the cross. One, we said on the cross, the sin of the world was laid on Jesus Christ. And two, the Father looked away from him because he had come into unity with the sin of the world. Three, the veil of the temple was torn in two from the top to the bottom. Amen. Amen. Matthew chapter 27. Verse 51 and 52. It says, And behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twine from the top to the bottom. And the earth did quake. And the rocks rained. And the graves were opened. And many bodies of the saints which slept arose. The veil was torn into two. The veil that separated from the holiest of holiest from the outer court. That veil was torn into two. That is why we could assess the presence of the Lord. That is why the Bible says we should approach the throne of grace with boldness that we may obtain mercy and find help in time of need. Because now we have that access to the throne room. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. In Hebrews chapter 9, Hebrews, verse 1 to 8, it says, Then verily the first covenant had also ordinances of divine service and a worldly sanctuary. It is talking about the sanctuary, the temple, that had a veil that separated the holies of holies from the outer court. He said, For there was a tabernacle made. The first wherein was the candlestick and the table and the showbread, which is called the sanctuary. And after the second veil, the tabernacle, which is called the holiest of all, which had the golden censer and the ark of the covenant overlaid round about with gold, wherein was the golden pot that had manna and Aaron's rod that budded. 
and the tables of the covenant, and over it the cherubims of glory shouting, shadowing the mercy seat, of which we cannot speak particularly. Now when these things were thus ordained, the priests went always into the first tabernacle, accomplishing the service of God, but into the second went the high priest also, alone once every year, not without blood, which he offered for himself and for the errors of the people. The Holy Ghost, this signifying that the way into the holies of all was not yet made manifest, while was the first tabernacle was yet standing. Amen. Amen. So when the veil was torn into two, that is why you and I today can go to the Father in prayer and ask whatever we needed. In those days, when the Son had not come, it was only the high priest that could enter the holies of holies to make sacrifice for himself and for the people. But when the Son of God came, and he came to die. He gave us access. He gave us the ability. He gave us the privilege to approach the Father. To go before the throne of grace with all boldness and ask for grace and find mercy in time of need. Amen. Amen. What did it mean or what does it mean for us for the veil to be torn? One. The assignment of the high priest was forever over. And the way to the holies of holies was permanently open. Had the Son of God not come to die for us, if you and I were to sin, it would have taken somebody to go before God and make sacrifices for us. Amen. Amen. If the Son of God, if Jesus Christ had not come to die for you and I, and we sinned, we could not have gone to God to ask for forgiveness ourselves. It would have taken the high priest to go before God and ask for sin, forgiveness of sins for us by offering sacrifices unto God. Amen. Amen. We could not have gone to God in prayer. But now, the door is permanently open. Now we can go before God. Amen. Amen. The way to the Holy of Holies was now open for us all to enter. Amen. Amen. That is why the Bible says, if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Hitherto, we did not have that ability to go before God and ask for forgiveness. It would have taken the high priest to go before God and offer sacrifices on our behalf. But now, God has given us the opportunity to come before Him and ask for forgiveness. Put your hands together for the Lord. The fourth thing that happened on the cross was that the master, the Lord Jesus Christ gave up the ghost. He died. 
here. As a consequence of the sins of the world. And so on that day on the cross. He died for our sins. The Bible says for all have sinned. And come short of the glory of God. And for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. Jesus Christ our Lord. And so because sin came into the world. Through the disobedience of man. The Bible says we fell short of the glory of God. And because the wages of sin is death. It was imperative for us to die. It was the punishment of man to die. But Jesus Christ came. When he came and the sins of the world was laid on him, the totality of the sins of men were put on him and he died. And he carried the sins of men away. And from that day, our sins were forgiven. Our sins were washed away. He paid it with his blood. He paid it with his life. This shows how much the Lord loves you. He loves us so much that He sent His only begotten Son to come and die for us and take away our sins. Amen. Amen. Matthew chapter 27 verse 47 to 50 We are going to be reading a lot of scriptures. Amen. He says, Some of them that stood there when they heard that Said, when they heard that, what did they hear? When they heard Jesus Christ shout that Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, my father, my father, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He said, when the people heard it, he said, Jesus Christ is calling on Elijah. And straightway one of them ran and took a sponge and filled it with vinegar and put it on a reed and gave him to drink. The rest said, let be, let us see whether Elias will come to save him. Jesus then, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. Amen. Amen. This was the point that the Lord Jesus Christ gave up his life. This was the time that he died. When the sins of men was laid on him. Amen. Amen. Then the fifth thing that happened on the cross. The master filled, the master went to fulfill the claims of justice. And paid the penalty for the sins of mankind. Jesus Christ came to pay the penalty for mankind. Because the Bible says, for the wages of sin is death. And so that was it. That if you sin, your punishment was death. Irrespective of the magnitude of your sin, whether it was a sin of lies, whether it was a sin of fornication, whether it was a sin of murder, whether it was a sin of stealing, it doesn't matter. Your punishment was death. But when the master came, he took this punishment upon himself and fulfilled and paid for the penalty of the sin of men. In Psalm 16, verse 8 to 11, I have set the Lord before me because he is at my, at my right hand. He said, I shall not be moved. 
Therefore my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. My flesh also shall rest in hope. For thou wilt not leave me and leave my soul in hell. Neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. In Acts chapter 2 verse 22 to 28. He said, Ye men of Israel. This was Peter addressing. Ye men of Israel. Hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth. A man approved of God. Among you by miracles and wonders and signs. Which God did by him. In the midst of ye all. As ye yourself also know. Him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, ye have taken, and by wicked hands have crucified and slain, whom God have raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be hidden of it. For David speaketh concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face, for he is at my right hand, that I should not be moved, therefore did my heart rejoice. And my tongue was glad. Moreover also my flesh shall rest in hope. Because thou would not leave my soul in hell. Neither would thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. Thou hast made known to me the path of life. And shall make me full of joy. With thy countenance. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Be on your feet. We are going to thank the Lord. That he has given us life. So am I that he has taken away our sins. He has taken away our sorrows. He says he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was laid on him. And by his stripes we are healed. Lift up your hands towards heaven and begin to thank him this morning. That he took away our sins. He took away your sin to my sin. The punishment that we would have taken. He took it away. And he paid the penalty for our sins. With your hands and begin to thank his father in the name of Jesus. The Bible says he blot away every handwriting of ordinances that were against us. In the name of Jesus, thank God. Open your mouth and thank God. 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 He wiped away every ordinance that was against you. And he has given you life eternal. In In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank him that he took away your sins. And nailed it upon the cross. In the name of Jesus. Say my father, my father, I thank you this morning. I thank you this morning for the gift of salvation. For the gift of salvation in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.
Jesus. I thank you. I thank you for saving my life. For saving my life from destruction. From destruction. From perishing. From perishing. In the name of in Jesus. The name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. For life eternal. For life eternal. For life eternal. For life eternal. In the name of Jesus. 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 In Jesus' name, have we prayed? Amen, 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 amen. You may be seated with me at Nasi. One month, same. One month, same. Amen. Amen. So we are still looking at what happened on the cross. And the sixth one was that the master went further to establish the defeat of the enemy and obtain victory for mankind. In Colossians chapter 2 verse 13 and 15 he said, and you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh have been quickened together with him having forgiven you all your trespasses Blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. And having spoiled all principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. Amen. Amen. So after Jesus Christ has laid our sins on the cross, the Bible says he went to Shoel, he went to hell. And he took away the key of death. Key of death. He took okay. it. And he said, them that died, the righteous ones, he said, many of them, their souls came out. And he said, having done this, he made open spectacle of the enemy, triumphing over it. Amen. 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 So the master has given us victory over death and sin. When man sinned, Oh, he didn't the Bible him. says man lost dominion. Trust in because when God created man, he said replenish the earth and have dominion upon it. But man willingly gave this dominion to the devil, to the enemy. But when God came, when Jesus Christ came, he gave us back this dominion. And so the seventh thing that happened on the cross was that the master went to reclaim our glory and our dominion and handed them over to us. Amen. Amen. And then on the, the eighth, the master rose from the dead and brought all mankind back to life. And he had victory on behalf of mankind. Jesus rose from the dead and he gave us victory over death. Amen. Amen. And so our victory as Christians is in the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Had Jesus Christ not resurrected from the dead, where would you and I have been? Where would we have been if he had not resurrected from the dead? Where would our faith have been? 
would have been the mockery of the world. But thanks be to God that when he died, he did not remain in the grave. The Bible says on the third day, he said there was an earthquake and the stone that covered the entrance to the tomb and our Lord Jesus Christ came out triumphant. Amen. Amen. And so we have victory over death. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Put your hands together for Don't the Lord. And so the question is that we have victory in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. What victories do we have in the resurrection? What are the victories? One, we have victory over death. We have victory over death. First Corinthians chapter 15 verse 57. First Corinthians 15:57. It said, But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. When you read the New Living Translation, it said, But thanks be to God. Who gives us victory over death and sin? Through our Lord Jesus Christ. So one, the resurrection brought us victory over death. Two, the resurrection brought us victory of love over hate. He said, for hope maketh us not ashamed. For the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. Hearing is our love made perfect. That we may be bold at the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. And so we have victory of love over hate. Victory of love over hate. And so if you are here this morning, and you don't love your brother, you don't love your sister. How can you say you love God whom you have not seen? And so if you have any issue with anybody, whether in the church or outside of the church, when you leave here today, go and make peace with this person. Demonstrate the love of God towards this person. This is the reason that Christ came to die. Show us the love of the Father. The Bible says God commended his love towards us he sent for his son to come and die for us. What manner of love is this? And this is the love that he has given us. That we should show love to all men. So if you have any issue with anybody, be it your wife, your husband, your children, your father, your mother, your work colleague, anybody in your neighborhood, when we leave here today, go and show love to the person. Whether it's the person that has offended you or not. If it is the person that has offended you, go to the fellow. Tell him, my brother, my sister, I have forgiven you. I love you. And hug the person. And if it is you that has offended the person, go and ask for forgiveness. And make peace with the person. Because our Lord Jesus Christ is coming back. And he said he is coming for a church. That is without blemish. If there is no love in you. It means you are not of God. 
Because love emanates from God. The Bible says God is love. God is love. Love is the only thing that God has equated to himself. God is love. And so love is God. And so when you love someone, you are telling the person that God loves him. Because it is God that first loved us. Amen. Amen. And so one, we have victory of life over death. Two, we have victory of love over hate. And the victory of good over evil. We have victory of good over evil. The Bible says we should not cease doing good. So we should not cease doing good. Whether we are being paid with evil for so the good that we do, we should not stop doing good. Amen. 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 Romans chapter 12 verse 21. Romans chapter 12 verse 21. It says, Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. This is the victory God has given That is why you as a Christian, you cannot pay evil for good. Someone will say an eye for an eye. If you have done it, I will also do it to you. And they say God no go verse. Who told you God no go verse? That is not the order of God. He said, be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Amen. Amen. Demonstrate the love of God towards men by overcoming evil with good. For we have victory of, there is victory of light, of light over darkness. The Bible says, Jesus Christ is the light. Jesus Christ is the light. He said, and the light shineth in darkness. And darkness could not comprehend it. John chapter 1 verse 5. And the light shineth in darkness. And the darkness could not comprehend it. Amen. Amen. And so wherever we go, we carry the light of God with us. That is why we do not walk in darkness. That's why the year though I walk through the shadow of the valley of death, I will fear no evil. Because the Lord is with you. And you carry the light of the Lord with you. Why? Because the word of God is in you. The word of God is light. This is the light that shines in darkness. And the darkness could not comprehend it. Wherever the light of God is, darkness fades away. And so if there is any darkness in your life this morning, in any part of your life this morning, whatsoever darkness is in your life, the light of God is shining in your life this morning. In the name of Jesus. And you are shining this morning.
Because God has given us victory of truth over life. That is why there is no lie that is written against you that will overcome you. Any lie spoken against you, whether in your workplace, wherever, any lie spoken against you is coming to naught. Coming to nothing in the name of Jesus. It is only the truth of God that will stand. And we are on the side of the truth. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. There is victory of righteousness over unrighteousness. Are you born again? If you are born again, you have victory of righteousness over unrighteousness. The Bible says, He made him who knew no sin. To become sin. That we might become the righteousness of God. In Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 21. He said he made him who knew no sin. To become sin. That we might become the righteousness of God. In, Christ Jesus. in other words. He has given us a right standing before God. And so when God sees us. He sees us through Jesus Christ. He sees us as people without blemish. As people without fault. As people without sin. And so we are the righteousness of God. In Christ Jesus. Say I am righteous. I am the righteousness of God. In Christ Jesus. Let no man deceive you. That there is none righteous. So be anyone, that is not the that's not what the Bible says. And they will tell you that the righteousness of man is as a filthy rag before God. Yes, that is true. That is self-righteousness. When you think that by your own deeds and your own actions, you become righteous, that is wrong. You did not work for this righteousness. God imputed it to your spirit the very moment you gave your life to God. And so you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And so let no man condemn you. That's why the Bible says there is, that, there is now therefore no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. You can never be condemned. Because you have become the righteousness of God. In Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. The seventh victory. There is victory of divine purpose over demonic program and enemy agenda. Amen. Amen. There is victory 
of divine purpose over demonic program and enemy agenda. In 1 John chapter 3, I believe, verse 7, it said, For this purpose, for this reason, the Son of Man was made manifest that he might destroy the works of the evil. For this purpose, for this reason, the Son of Man was made manifest that he might destroy the works of the enemy. And so we have victory. Of divine purpose, but I have a demonic agenda and demonic program against our lives. First John chapter three. You understand? Pay di kai tremi ansang. You understand? Pay di kai tremi ansang. Verse seven. Verse eight, rather. He that committed sin is of the devil, for the devil sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. So every work of the devil is destroyed in your life. There is no work of the devil in your life that shall stand from today. Because we have victory of divine purpose over demonic programs in our lives. Amen. Amen. The eighth victory. We have the victory of wisdom of God over the wiles of the devil. First Corinthians chapter two. It says, "How be it, we speak wisdom." From the verse six. It says, "How be it, we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught." Verse eight. Which none of the princes of this world knew, for if they had known, it would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But we speak wisdom among them which are perfect. But not the wisdom of this world. And he says, We speak this wisdom in a mystery. That when we speak, they don't understand. Because the Spirit has not revealed it to them. But to us, so God has given it to us. He has given us divine wisdom. That is why you can never be confused. That is why nobody can scam you. Because you are wiser than that. You are wiser than that. You have the wisdom of God. He said, Who has known the mind of Christ? Who has known the mind of God? That he may instruct him. But he said, We have the mind of Christ. And the wisdom of God belongs to us. Christ has been made both wisdom unto us. The embodiment of wisdom dwells in us. And he dwells in you. So from henceforth, you cannot take any wrong decision. You cannot make any wrong choice. Any decision you want to make, subject it to the wisdom of God. Don't go by the wisdom of this world. Where the world will tell you, you are going to church too much. You are giving so much to the church. After all you have given to the church, what's that, what has the church done for you? Had it not been the existence of the church, where would you and I have been? In this world in which we are, everything else apart from the church is designed to cater for your body, to cater for your flesh, 
That is why you go to school. It is about your body. It is about your flesh. That is why you go to the hospital. It is to cater for your flesh. It is only the church that deals and works on your soul and your spirit. Amen. And so be moved by the wisdom of God. Because you have the wisdom of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The ninth victory that the victory of the goodness of God over the wickedness of the enemy. Amen. Amen. And so the Bible says we should not be overcome by evil. But we should overcome evil with good. And so we have victory of the goodness of God over the wickedness of the enemy. The final victory the victory over the victory of the almighty over the enemy god has victory total victory over the enemy yes the devil may start the fight but god has the final say god ends it all and when the devil starts a fight he knows of the full replication that comes from god amen amen so god has won the victory for us through christ jesus amen amen and so we are victors in christ jesus you will never become a victim over the circumstances of this world because god has made you a victor over them he has given you victory over sin. He has given you victory over sickness. He has given you victory over poverty. He has given you victory over the circumstances of this world. You are a victor. And so walk as such. Confess it as such. That you are the victor over all things in this world. Because God has given us the victory through Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. Amen. Now let us look at some revelations that the resurrection presents to us. That one, God does not and cannot fight a lost battle. He does not know how to lose the fight. God can never lose any fight. A fight with God is already lost. So the, what the, uh, the revelation from the resurrection one is that God does not and cannot fight a battle and lose. Yes, the enemy might have started it. He may declare the fight. But God the Almighty has the final decision to make. And when he decides, the fight is over. And the victory is ours. Amen. Amen. Two, God will always make the final move. The devil may take the first move, but the Almighty will make the final move and the conclusive one. The devil does not have the final say in your life. It is God that has the final say. Amen. Amen. And God always uses the enemy to achieve his own purpose. At the enemy's cost and expense. Amen. Amen. He says, In all things, 
Adini na work together for good. Ye juma to them that love God. Ye ma wona mu dwara de. That are called according to his purpose. Ma ona wa from one bu time. He uses everything of Adini na so to work for our good. Adi ye juma ma ye ye. Amen. Amen. And then one day of divine action can wipe out millennium of that enemy oppression so yes the enemy may be enjoying oppressing you but one And God is the God of surprising and surpassing victories. But if he, if he be but if he be found, he shall restore sevenfold. He shall give all the substance. And so whatever you have lost, and God decides to give it back to you. He gives it to you in multiple folds. And so be rest assured. That if you have lost anything, if the enemy has taken anything that belongs to you from you, God is restoring it back to you. And the enemy will look. Like he did to Job. He did to Job. The Bible says he lost everything. He lost his children. It got to the point that his wife asked him to curse God and die. And he said no. And when the time was come, God gave him multiple folds of all that he had lost. And so is there anything you have lost? God is giving it back to you. He is restoring unto you the joy that you have lost. The peace that the enemy has taken from you. God is restoring it to you. Anything you have lost, any property you have lost, anything that the thief has stolen from you, God is restoring it back to you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. Amen. God has given us the victory. He has given us the victory. Victory over sin. Victory over sin. You see, the problem of mankind is not poverty. The problem of the world today is not the conflict between Ukraine and Russia. The problem of the world today 
and it's the problem of sin. And that is what Jesus Christ came to deal with. And he has dealt with it. And he has given us the victory over sin. Amen. Amen. He has given us the victory over sin. And so you cannot sin willfully. Because when the sin is coming, you will know that this is a sin. And you run from it. Amen. Amen. Don't be like that fool. Man, that the Bible know. says a fool see a danger coming. So, okay, and he ran it into it. You have seen. One. And you have perceived. That this conversation I have begun. So, is leading somewhere else. Eh, it's leading me to a place I will never like. Eh, but you are foolishly engaging in eh, it. So, be wise. Because God has given you the victory of wisdom over the wiles of the enemy. Be wise and run away from that sin. Don't condone sin. Don't say, I cannot it. The Bible says, no man carrying coal, burning coal in his chest and never get burned. Have you ever seen some before? A burning coal, charcoal that is burning, and you carry it and put it on your chest and say it will not burn. Why? Because I'm wearing a jacket. You will be the greatest fool. Amen. Amen. God has given us the victory of over sin. You must effect that victory. Amen. Amen. And so whatever conversation you are having with anybody, whatever thoughts that are running through your mind, because you have the wisdom of God, you know that this will lead me to sin. Run away from it. Don't run into it. And think that you have the ability to overcome it. You will rather be overcome. But that shall never be your point. In the name of Jesus. Put your hands together for the Lord. What then is the power of the resurrection? The power of the resurrection. The power of absolute dominion and authority over the forces of the enemy. And this is the victory, the power that God has given us. He said, ye men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God, among you by miracle signs and wonders, which God did by him, in the midst of you. As ye yourselves know, him being delivered by the determinate counsel of the foreknowledge of God, he have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain. And he has given us the power. He gained the power over death. And this is the resurrection power that we have. As I told you from the beginning, by the time we end today's resurrection, anything that is dead in your life will come back to life. In the name of Jesus. Because I know and I believe that if the spirit of him that raised Christ from the dead that dwell in you this morning that same spirit shall bring back to life your mortal body. Anything that is dead in your life this morning is receiving life. And by the time we live here you will know that yes I came for resurrection service. And everything dead 
come back to life. In the name of Jesus. Be on your feet. Sorry, Gina, on so. Sorry, Gina, on so. One month, seven. One month, seven. And lift up your hands towards heaven. Man, so and begin to bless the name of the Lord. Lord. Begin to thank God this morning. In the name of Jesus. Thank him for the power of the resurrection. The resurrection power. That is at work in our midst. In the name of Jesus, lift up your hands towards heaven. Say, my Father, my Lord, Lord, I thank you this morning morning for the resurrection power power that is at work in our midst this morning. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for the resurrection power that is at work in my life, in our midst this morning. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, fire. You may be seated and put your hands together for the Lord.
Amen. Amen. We are looking at the power of the resurrection. Amen. The next one is the power of transformation of life. The power of transformation of life. Look. Chapter 24, from verse 13 to 31. We are going to read. Amen. So just follow. He said, And behold, two of them went that day, that same day, to a village called Emmaus, which was from Jerusalem, about three score felons. And they talked together of these things which had happened. What is it that they were talking about? They were talking about the news they have heard about the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were holding that they should not know him. And he said unto them, What manner of communications are these that ye are having together? As he walked and are sad. They were sad. Because Jesus had died. They had heard of the resurrection. But they didn't believe it. And here comes Jesus appearing to them. Appearing to them. So two people. They were walking. Like they are walking from here to Hachu. And they were discussing. Say Jesus Christ is dead. Oh yes we will. But they say he has resurrected. But we don't believe. Can it be true? Then Jesus walks by them, side by side. And he asks them, What kind of communication are you guys having? That you are so engrossed in this communication that you have become sad. And the one of them whose name was Clepas said unto him, Art thou only a stranger in Jerusalem? Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem? Don't you know what has happened? And hast thou not known the things which have come to pass there in these days? And he said unto them, What things? And they said unto him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, was a prophet mighty indeed, and well before God and all the people. And how the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death. And have crucified him, but we trusted that it had been he which should have redeemed Israel. The Jesus they were talking about, that they know that they believe that he is the one to come and save Israel. And have killed Jesus. Meanwhile, Jesus was talking to them. Jesus was talking to them. This morning, the word of God is coming to you. You are receiving the word of God. And you are wondering, who is this chap speaking the word of God to me? Who is this guy? Who is this guy? Unknown to them, Jesus himself was having communication, was speaking to them. Jesus was conversing with them, but they could not recognize him. Amen. Amen. And beside all this, Today is the third day since these things were done. Yea, and certain women also of our company made us astonished, which were early at the sepulchre. And when they found not his body, they came saying that they had not. They had also seen a vision of angels, which said that he was alive. And certain of them which were with us went to the sepulchre and found it, even so as the women had said. But him 
they saw not. Then he said unto them, O fools, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophet have spoken. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. And they drew nigh unto the village, whither they went, and he made as though he would have gone further. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is past spent. And he went in to tarry with them. And it came to pass, as he sat at meat with them, he took bread and blessed it and break it and gave it to them. And their eyes were open, and they knew him, and he vanished out of their sight. Now, even when they have taken Jesus to their home, that Jesus should stay with them, and they gave him food, they prepared food, they have still not recognized that this was the Jesus that walked the earth, the streets of Capernaum and Galilee, but they still did not believe and still still could not recognize him. But the Bible says he took bread and break it and gave thanks. Of our brother, no boom, and after no he had given it to them, their eyes were open. And, and then he disappeared from them. Amen. 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 Praise him. Jesus is alive. So when you receive Jesus Christ, he brings a transformation into your life. And so the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ is bringing divine transformation into our lives. A transformation that will amaze people. A transformation from the sick to the healthy. Men will know you as that woman that is sick. As that man that is poor. They will describe you as that drunkard. As that useless fellow. But I'm here to announce to you. But that there is a transformation taking place in your life. As you hear the word of God. And the power of his resurrection. It is bringing a transformation into your life. They will no longer describe you as the drunkard. They will no longer describe you as the poor man. They will no longer describe you as that sick person. As that useless fellow. But they will see the transformation of God in your life. And they will be amazed. And this is what the Lord is said to do in your life. Amen. Amen. His resurrection is to change our lives forever and ever. And so when he rose from the dead, the Bible says we passed on from death to life. Amen. Amen. We passed on from death to life. And so that is why we have eternal life. We have life eternal. And there is no condemnation for us. Amen. Amen. The power of a limitless life. That is the power of the resurrection. And so when Jesus rose from the death, he ceased to be a man. He was now the supernatural. And on the last day on earth, right before the eyes of the disciples, they saw Jesus Christ levitate into heaven. Because his life has become limitless. And so there is nothing that you are going to be limited by. There is no limitation in your life. Because he has given you the limitless life. That you need. Amen. Amen. John chapter 20 verse 19. Then the same day at evening. 
being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and said unto them, the verse 26, Peace be unto you. And after eight days again his disciples were within, and Thomas with them. And came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Before his death, if he would enter any enclosed place, he would have to go through the door. But when he rose from the dead, the Bible says the disciples were gathered. Sadness had filled their hearts. And from nowhere, Jesus Christ appeared in their midst. That is the supernatural. That is the life limitless. There is no limitation. The Bible says the doors were being shut. The first time Thomas wasn't there. And when he came and they told him, he doubted it. That's why he's called the doubting Thomas. And one time Thomas was with them. The doors were shut. From nowhere, Jesus appeared in their midst. And he said unto them, Peace be unto you. When you are in the most difficult situations, may the Lord appear in for you. In the name of Jesus. When you are in a terrible situation oh, that you don't know what to do the Lord will appear in there for you and he will say to you peace so be unto you and he will bring peace to your heart amen. amen and so from today your life is limitless there is nothing that can limit you amen, amen. before the resurrection the life he lived he lived was a miracle. After the resurrection, his life became a mystery. It was miracle to mystery. After his resurrection, his life became a mystery. One point he will appear here. The next he will appear at the other place. But before the resurrection, if he would move from point A to point B, he would have to walk or go by boat. But after the resurrection, one time the Bible says the disciple had gone back fishing and he appeared unto them. He appeared, he just appeared but unto them. Amen. Amen. His life became a mission. And that is what your life has become. Amen. Amen. How do we walk in this resurrection? Power? In this reality of his resurrection. How do we walk in it? It is the mystery of identification. Everything Christ did for you, he did with you. So one, leave the crucified life. Let the cross of Calvary work on you always. In Galatians chapter 2 verse 20, he said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. Amen. So to walk in this reality of his resurrection, you must crucify the flesh. You must crucify the flesh. He said, though I live, yet not I, 
But Christ lived in me. You must crucify the flesh. In Philippians chapter 1 verse 21. He said, For to me to live is Christ. And to die is gain. And so when you are living. Know that you are living for Christ. You are living for Christ. And so the life that you are living. Let it be worthy of the calling of the name of Christ. Let it be worthy of the name of Christ. Amen. Amen. Let the cross let the cross crush the appetite for sin. Rebellion, addition, greed. Wickedness of heart. Love of money more than love of God. Deadly physical pleasures. Let the cross crash it. Every form of pleasure that is not of God. Every ungodly desire in you. Every ungodly desire in you. Every addiction to anything ungodly. Let the cross crash it. In the name of Jesus. That is only when you can walk in the reality of his resurrection. Amen. Amen. Let people encounter you and encounter Christ. Let them feel God when they see you. Let the world see Christ in your eyes. Let the world see Christ in your eyes. You cannot be a Christian and live in an area that whenever your name is mentioned, it is mentioned for the wrong reason. May you not be the reason why someone will say, I will not go to this church. Because this is where this brother or this sister fellowship. He said, if it is only this woman that is in this church, then I will not come. Because of this man, I will not come to this church. May your life never never be like that. And so if you are in any area, wherever you are living, and people are refusing to come to church because of you, be sorry for yourself. Go to the Lord and ask for forgiveness. And go and make peace with every man. Don't let you be, don't let, don't become the reason for which someone perishes. Let the world see Jesus in your eyes. And give glory to God. Let the world see Jesus in your eyes. When you speak. Let them hear Jesus speaking. The Bible says let your words be seasoned with salt. That when you speak. It will minister grace to your hearers. May you never speak and anytime you speak there is contention. Whenever you speak if there is contention let every contention cease. Leave, present Christ to the people of your world and let the world see Christ in your eyes. Go and make peace with every man. As I told you earlier, if you have any issue with anybody when you get home, be it your father or your mother, whether your children, your husband or your wife, or anybody living in your area, and you have any issue with the person, if it is a person that has offended you, when you go, smile and tell the person, I have forgiven you. I have forgiven you. And I love you with the love of the Lord. The love of the Lord. 
I love you with it. And if it is you that has offended the person, when you go, go and ask for forgiveness and make peace with the person. That is only when this person will see Christ in your eyes and believe that yes, the Christian that you profess that you are, you are indeed a Christian. But until then, because of you, they will never come to Christ. Don't become a stumbling block for which reason someone will miss his salvation. Don't become that stumbling block. Because Jesus Christ did not die for this. He died so that all men will come to Christ. That he will bring all men to his father. And he has made you an ambassador. To bring men unto his father. But instead of you to bring people to God. And people are rather being scattered because of you. Jesus is warning you today. And he's warning you today. Change from your ways. That scatters people. Jesus Christ said, He said, He that is not with me is against me. For he that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. Do you want to scatter what Jesus has gathered? Are you, are you de- declaring war against Jesus? Because he said, he that is not with me is against me. And no, one of the revelations from the cross, the resurrection, is that God cannot and will never fight and lose a battle. Any fight with God is a fight defeated. You must be on the Lord's side. All your deeds and your words whatever you do must draw people to him. This is the reason he came to die. That men might be saved from eternal damnation and pass on from death unto life. And he has made you and I ambassadors to send his love to the world. To send his love to the world. When men see you do they see Jesus Christ being demonstrated by you? Do they see the love of the Father being demonstrated by you? Or when they see you, they are rather, their spirit are rather crushed. When they see you, they must receive life. They must receive peace. Wherever there is confusion and you arrive there, there must be calm and there must be peace. And when you speak, there must be clarity. And when you speak, every contention must cease. That is who Christ has made you. Through the finished work on the cross. You have not been saved to scatter the sheep. Jesus Christ said, He said, I will strike the shepherd as I smite the shepherd, and the sheep will be scattered abroad. You have not been stricken, and the sheep are already being scattered. This is not why Jesus died for you. He did not die for you to scatter the sheep. He is very particular about this. And so if for nothing, today's resurrection service, examine yourself that has somebody abstained from the church salvation clinic just because of you, someone has said you will not come to church. If something has ever happened, 
go before God and ask for forgiveness. And go and make peace with that fellow. That the person does not lose his life. Because God has sent you as an ambassador. The Bible says we are ambassadors of Christ. We are ambassadors of Christ. And what does an ambassador do? He represents his nation wherever he is. And so we are representing, we are the representatives of Christ on this earth. And as representatives, we are to bring people to him. And whatever we do, whether in word or in deed, it must lead people to Christ. It must draw people to Christ. Mind you, we have victory of light over darkness. And so we carry the light of God with us. And so when those that are in the darkness, when they see your light, they must run into the light. But if people are not running into the light that you carry, then there is something wrong with you. And that is why Jesus Christ came to die for us. To deal with these things. Amen. Amen. Praise Him. Jesus is alive. So we are looking at how to walk in the reality of this resurrection. Live in the newness of life. Live in the resurrected life. He said, therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death. That like, like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. Romans chapter 6 verse 4. Let something be new about you today. Let people see you, the people that know you. Let them see you and say that something has changed about Something has changed about this woman. Not for the bad, but for the good. Let something new about you be seen today. It is not possible to claim that you know Jesus if nothing changes in your life. Determined to to live for who died for you. And tell someone about him. And tell someone about him. Jesus Christ did not come to die a religious death. Jesus was not a martyr. Jesus came to die to save our sins. To save us from sin. And save our souls. A martyr is someone that dies for his belief. So for instance, someone believes that if I go and bomb these people and die myself, and I go to be with the Lord, the Lord will give me seven virgins to marry. That is the person belief. That is what he dies for. Jesus did not come and die that kind of death. He came to die to save you from perishing. And determined to live for him today. And forever. And determined to speak about him. The love that he has shown you. The love that the father had demonstrated towards you. The Bible says this is the way that God demonstrated his love towards us. And while we were yet sinners. He sent his son to come and die for us. This is the reason that Christ came to die. He did not die for you that when you come to church. You should be fighting with everybody. He did not die for you so that you'll be fighting with everybody in your area. He did not die for you so that you become a gossip. He did not die for you so that people will stop coming to church. 
That is not the reason for which Jesus Christ died. Jesus died to save the souls of men. So if you are doing anything that prevents the salvation of the souls of men, be warned that when the Lord shall come, He shall require of the blood of these people from your hands. He died for the souls of men that men may be saved and not perish. But are people perishing because of you? By your actions and your inactions. By the way you speak. By the way you talk. By the way you talk to everybody. I have told you. Go and make peace with the people that you have fought with in your area. Because the Bible says, God has made us as watchkeepers, gate men. And he said, if he sounds the alarm, and we do not warn the sinner, and he dies in his sin, the power of his blood from us. But if we warn the sinner and he refuses to repent, and he dies, that would have saved us. Amen. Amen. So Jesus Christ is calling on you. Yes, that any action of yours. I'm very particular about this. That Jesus died a painful death. He says, you even if you are cutting onions. And a knife cuts you. See how painful it is. Let the, the scent or whatever of the onion enter your eyes. And to be laid on the cross, to be nailed to the cross. The man that, that hangs himself on the tree. So the curse of men, the saints of the world, were laid upon Jesus. He said he was bruised for our iniquity. He was wounded for our transgression. And the chastisement of our peace was laid on him. And upon all this, all you can do is to scatter the flock of God by your words. Brother, sister, repent. Repent from this because the Lord is coming. That is why our gathering is for. That is why our singing is for. Our worship is for these reasons. Praise Him. Jesus is alive. Put your hands together. One for monster. Hallelujah. Amen. So from hence, we are living in the agenda of the Lord. The Bible says, we have victory of divine purpose over the agenda of the enemy. For this reason, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the enemy. And Jesus Christ has done that. Don't become an enemy to the cross. Don't become an enemy to the cross by your actions and your words. Jesus is looking at you. Yes, we shall. And he's counting on you. And need also. He's counting on you. Need also. That men will be saved because of you. And not that men will be perished because of you. May it never be said of you 
that because of this sister, because of this brother, these people said they will not come to the church. May it never be said of you. And may nobody say this about you. That because of sister, yeah, but because of brother, I'm not coming to this church. Meanwhile, this is the church that God has ordained for those people for them to be saved. They are perishing because of your actions no. and inactions. Don't become a stumbling block in the way of salvation of people. Don't let the death of Jesus become meaningless. Don't let his death become meaningless. He died for a just cause. And the just cause is that you and I will be saved. He died to pay for our sins that we may have life and have it in abundance. He died to save us from going to hell. And he has made us ambassadors. He said to which that God was in the world reconciling men back to himself and he has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is the assignment God has given and us. To reconcile men back to himself. To reconcile men back to himself. Not to drive men away from him. It is you and I, our duty and responsibility. To reconcile men unto God. To bring every soul to God. Because every soul matters to God. This is the reason that Jesus died. This is the reason that he died. He died for every soul. And every soul matters to him. Every soul matters to him. Amen. Amen. He died for our sins. He died for our sins. And he gave us victory over sin. That we should no longer live in sin. But have power and dominion over sin. Hallelujah. Amen. Lift up your hands towards heaven. Wave it to the Lord and begin to bless Him. Begin to thank God. Begin to thank God for the victory that He has given you. Begin to thank God for the salvation that He has given you. In the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you this morning. We bless you for your word. We thank you for the victory over sin. We thank you for the victory over sicknesses. We thank you for the victory over diseases. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we bless you, Lord. We thank you. In the name of Jesus, Mantalaba Lego Shada, Ekapapa Rapa, Ekapalaba Kandalaba Shatakapa. Say, My Father, my Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I ask for forgiveness. I ask for forgiveness. That if by my words. That if by my words. By my actions. By my actions. People are leaving the church. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. And forgive me my sins. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. 
In Jesus' name, have we prayed? Amen, 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 amen. Now we are coming to ask for grace. That when we go, we are able to go and make peace with everybody that we have issues with. With anybody that has decided not to come to the church because of my behavior, because of my attitude, we are asking for grace that we can go and make peace with them and bring them back to Christ and bring them to the church. Say, my Father, my Lord, I receive your grace to be able to reconcile men unto you. I receive grace to be able to make peace with everyone that I have driven away from the church. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, begin to pray. In Jesus' name, have we prayed? Amen, 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 amen. Now that we have asked for forgiveness, the time has come for us to receive from the Lord the victories that He has given us through the resurrection. It is time to activate it in our lives. Amen. 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 So we look at some of the victories that we gained through the resurrection. And one was the victory of life over death. 
the victory of life over death. The Bible says, if the spirit of ye that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, and I know that the spirit of God dwells in you, and it is this same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, it's that he believes in you, that same spirit shall vitalize your mortal body. He shall quicken your mortal body. He shall bring back to life everything that is dead. Amen. In the name of Jesus, lift up your hands. And place your hand wherever there is any pain in any part of your body. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is about to heal you now. Wherever there is any pain in your body, from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet, in the name of Jesus, if it is the leukemia of the blood, every cell of your blood, every fiber of your being, in the name of Jesus, that same spirit it's coming to touch you now. Amen. Wherever you are, lift up your hands and place your hands there. And lift up one of your hands. Say my father, my lord. My father, my lord. By reason of the resurrection. By reason of the resurrection. Any pain in my being. Any pain in my being. Every hidden sickness in me. 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 Is dying. Is dying. By the blood of Jesus. 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 In the name of Jesus, by the fire of the Holy Ghost, every sickness in me is dying out. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, begin to command it now. In Jesus' name, have we prayed? Amen, 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 amen. And one of the victories that we gain 
was the victory of light over darkness. It says, and the light shined in darkness. And the darkness could not comprehend it. We are going to pray. Every darkness in me, in any part of my being, wherever there is any darkness that I am unable to perform, whether as a student in your academics, whether as a father or mother in your, your discharging of duty as a parent, every darkness in your being, every darkness in your life and in your family, we are commanding the light of God to shine in them in the name of Jesus to dispel every form of darkness in the name of Jesus. Say, my Father, my Lord, my Father, my Lord, my Father, my Lord, my Father, my Lord, the light of God, the light of God is shining in my life. Every darkness, every runs away, runs away in the name of Jesus. I receive the light, the light of God, the light of God, the light of God, the light of God, the light of God. And one of the victories was that victory of divine purpose over demonic programs and evil agenda. He said, for this purpose, for this reason, for this cause, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the enemy. We are coming to destroy the works of the enemy in our life. Every work of the enemy in our life, we are destroying it now. In the name of Jesus, lift up your hands. Say, My Father, my Lord, as I clap my hands in prayer, every demonic agenda, every demonic program, every demonic program. Against my life, against my life, I crash it, 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 I crash it by the fire, by the fire of the Holy Ghost, of the Holy Ghost, of the Holy Ghost, of the Holy Ghost, begin to pray fire, 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 fire,
Amen. 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 Amen.